With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Coffee and Company. Fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Now here's Nick Coffee. Like always, we are going to try to finish strong here. It is hour number three on a Thursday afternoon. Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's. Take advantage right now of uh, becoming a member of the, well, even if you're already a member of the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards program, which I imagine you are, because why would you not be? You can now save 25 cents per gallon on your next fill-up by joining their text club. So all you have to do is text the word REWARDS to 80313. Again, it's the word REWARDS to 80313. And uh, next time you uh, show up at Thornton's to get gas, 25 cents off per gallon. So take advantage. All right, if you guys want to take us with you wherever you're going on a five, it, it, on a Thursday afternoon at 5 o'clock, you can listen live on the iHeartRadio app. Also listen live at uh, 790louisville.com. We uh, will let you guys hear my interview that I had with Louisville quarterback Jack Plummer. Uh, we played it in the 3 o'clock hour, but I know a lot of you were probably, at this time, not able to listen. If you are, then shout out to you for sticking with us for, you know, two hours. That's a big commitment. You know, I'd like to live in a world where people who listen, you know, it, you pay the price of admission and you sit through every second of this show. But I get it. You got lives. You got things you need to, you know, you got, you got things going on. So, again, for those who missed it, we'll play it. Uh, coming up here at around 5.30. All right, we also uh, discussed the uh, sports betting being legal in Kentucky, which it's kind of tricky. Technically, it's legal, but it just hasn't actually... I mean, the, the, there are steps being made in this process before we can actually open up the FanDuel Sportsbook app or the DraftKings app, and it'll check your location and tell you you're good to go, and then you start wagering. We're not there yet, and the hope is that we will have it by football season, and I think we will, but even if we don't, I'm not going to complain too much because at least we know it's on the way. The biggest hurdle has been, we, we've moved on, we've moved, what do you do over a hurdle? Do you jump a hurdle? Do you leap a hurdle? I know I know you leap over them, but like, how do you, what, what's the right? Uh, you hurdle over, over a hurdle, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when you, I'm trying to think of, you know, I, I do enough damage to the, uh, to the English language every day. I'm trying not to, to butcher this one too bad, but uh, the biggest obstacle has been passed or completed. Is that, I mean, am I sounding as dumb as I think I do? Don't answer that. Anyways, the fact that we actually got people in charge in this state to get it done to where it's now going to be legal, that was our biggest challenge, and we're good to go. Now we just wait. And I could be a little more patient now that I know it's on the way, but here's the latest in this process is that there has been a meeting called for Monday afternoon in the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. We'll have this meeting uh, to consider regulations that they have put together. So again, just sort of a form- formality in this process, and that's exciting to me. 
All right. Uh, trust me, we're going to get back into, you know, it, whatever this is today. Which, anytime I think, like, where we've gone, what we've done, I got to know. Do you have a name for the show yet, John? Like, when do. do. You, when, when do you, okay, when do you think of them? Does it just come to you at different times and you just know, okay, that's what we're calling the show? Yeah, sometimes it just, I hear something, I'm like, that's the name of the show. Other times I have to think about it. Sometimes I ask you after the fact. You've rarely asked me, which, and, and I love it because usually after the show, I see what it's called and I'm like, you know what? That fits perfect. What is the name of the show? I got to know. Right now it's Between the Lines. Okay. I like it. And I think that's a play on the Patino Cow thing, right? Yep. Here we go. We'll reset that for those who dismissed it. But, like, this is one of those headlines that it's so crazy that it, you just can't believe that it's real. But headline from TMZ from earlier this morning. I am probably catching up on this story because it's not something that technically, like, really on my radar. I'm like, oh, wow, let's. I'm interested in this. But... This is something. Headline from TMZ.com. Britney Britney Spears smacked in the face by San Antonio Spurs security wanted pick with Victor Winbanyama. And I'm not going to play the video because it may have sound that we can't play on the radio. And it probably it's from a security camera. So there's probably no actual audio uh, value here. But um it says here at TMZ, you can see Britney Spears come up behind the young NBA star, and from there, a witness said she tried to tap him on the shoulder, which led to things getting physical with security. Uh, around 9.45 this morning, they received contrary information about the about the police investigation from a source high up in the Metro PD. Their source says that, indeed, a criminal investigation, uh, and they are, it is a criminal investigation, and they are taking the incident, quote, as serious as a heart attack. I mean, what? Like, what? Is that like a joke off of a song lyric or something? Serious as a heart attack? Well, I mean... Wait, like, or there was a heart attack involved. Please tell me you've never heard... Please tell me you've... you've, That you're joking. You've never heard somebody say, serious as a heart attack? But but why would you use that as a saying when when that's a medical condition? Uh, maybe I haven't heard someone say that. It's to let you know that it's very serious. Okay. I You've feel never, like just saying it's serious does, does its justice, right? You are ama- – I, I, <laughs> I don't mean to make it seem like you're such a lab rat for me, but I think it is insanity that you've never heard somebody <laughs> use that phrase – it's this, are you serious? I'm as serious as a heart attack. You've never heard Maybe that. Maybe I have now that you say it as a phrase, but I've never used it in my own language, and none of my friends or family members have ever been like, oh my gosh. It could be an H thing, because it is something you typically hear from folks older than me. Like, you're, I don't know of a lot of people my age that would use it, but we grew up with everybody saying it, so maybe it's an H thing, but I, I mean... Your reaction was genuine. Like you are, you were, you heard what I was saying from the TMZ article, and you're like, "Wait, what are they talking about? Heart attack?" And plus, it's TMZ. Like, what the hell else could they say? By the way, TMZ. I mean, it's TMZ, but they 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 rarely miss. Like the way they get information is insane, and the things they put out is is it's crazy. I'm just trying to think of. Am I in? Am I? Am I off here? Like, if I'm, I, I'm if, off, hundred percent. Are you sure though? Because again, that's what makes this interesting to me. And I don't know how good good of radio it becomes whenever I just get lost in these situations. But like, if you go up to a lot of 24, 25 year olds like John's age, 
and you said Sirius is a heart attack, they may not like be wide eyed. Like, what do you mean? Who had a heart attack? But I think they may like get what you're inferring. I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. I get, I get distracted. I'm actually starting to take your side that it's probably an age thing because I don't say it. I don't say it, but I, and anybody I can think of that I've heard say it is older than me. So, anyways, we'll move on. Yes, Britney Spears is being criminally investigated for trying to get her hands on Victor Wembanyama. I mean, what is it, two weeks after being drafted? Or is it one week? Was draft last week or two weeks ago? It was two weeks ago now, I think. Yeah, it was because we were at uh, Country Boy. Yeah, two weeks after being drafted, he's now in a TMZ headline because security for the Spurs had to smack Britney Spears in the face because she tried to get a picture with Victor Wimbenyama. And apparently, and like I know in all honesty, I don't I don't I don't feel like reading something from T from from TMZ is now like, well, you gotta be careful because again, they usually are are spot on. But apparently she was like, whenever the altercation with the security was happening, she started chanting something or yelling something about like, this is the United States, which I don't know what the hell that means in that situation, but um yeah, it like she's like not right. Correct? Like she's been in the news way too often well, in no, my young adult life. Well, like, I mean, she's like she's not well. Like, I think she's I think it's we now know why her father wanted con- sort of basically control of her because she's not I mean, she's not well. I don't know what led to it. I don't really know of her having like crazy addiction issues like other stars have, but like she's she's it's kind of sad because she, not only is she you know, making the news for not so great reasons. But like she, when she's like, I mean, she just randomly posts a nude like, and that's, I mean, some people may really enjoy that, but like, it's not, I mean, it's, it's clearly that she's just not well. And it, and it's sad because she was, you know, Britney Spears is probably already old news by the time you were growing up. Right. She, whenever I was a kid, she was super big. Like how, like how young? Maybe six or seven. The The song I remember specifically from whenever I was a kid was the song Toxic. Oh, that was late, Britney Spears, dude. That, like, that's There was even, like, I remember in middle school, she had, like, the, the circus stuff or whatever it was called, or Till the World, and she had a bunch of, I mean, she yeah, was so, big for a while, wasn't she? So, let me see here. Toxic was really, at oops, least I thought it was old. Oops, I did it again. I mean, it's old, like, now. I mean, that came out. I mean, that came out a long time ago, but like she burst on the scene with Oops, I Did It Again. And um, I feel like that was her real big hit me, baby, one more time. Uh, you drive me crazy. I mean, she had a ton of hits in, in from 1998 to 1999. She was, that's when she kind of exploded and became, you know, a huge, huge star. So, yeah. Toxic was 04. I was seven yeah, years old. Yeah. So, Toxic, when Toxic came out, I mean, she she hadn't had a that was like her like a return to form. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, like yeah. So she had oh, she had stronger in two thousand. But yeah, that was yeah. So she, yeah, I guess yeah, she's a legend, no doubt. And uh, there you go. There's your Britney Spears content for the day. I was always more of a Christina Aguilera fan back then. It's more my my style. 
Anyways, we'll move on. Did you end up downloading Threads, John? I did. All right. So there is a new competitor, at least a want-to-be competitor. We knew it was going to happen because there was already, you know, some beef between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. And now with Twitter essentially on its, you know, on its deathbed, Zuckerberg comes in with his own version of a Twitter-like social media experience called Threads. And it became available to download last night, and I downloaded it, and I'm just going to leave it there. I posted my, I mean, I posted my, um, I think my profile is the same as it is on Twitter as far as the username. So, um, but I just, don't, I don't think there'll ever be another Twitter if Twitter dies. So, like, when I went to Threads, like, I can see that it is a similar experience as far as, like, the... In fact, I feel like it's been updated a couple times since I downloaded it last night because now that I'm scrolling through it, I mean, it looks exactly like Twitter. Did you see that? I mean, yeah, it looks... Yeah, the layout is very similar from what oh, I it's saw. very similar. I mean, it is it is basically... And that's... Okay, I want to stand corrected because last night when I was going through it, maybe it's just because I didn't have anybody on my timeline yet because, literally, we all downloaded it at exactly the same time. Like... I signed up for it on Saturday, and then it, you would be notified when it was able, able to be downloaded. Or I signed up for it on, maybe it was Monday or Tuesday. And then I got notified last night that it would that it was available, and uh, I downloaded it. And it just looked like an app that, you know, was pretty basic. And now I'm looking through it, and it looks a lot like Twitter. There have been other apps that, like, have a little bit of a of a quick splash, and then they're just gone. I can't think of any of them, but there's been other social media. One when I was in high school was Path. Do you remember yes, when Path? Yes, absolutely. I remember Path. Path came out, and like it, everybody was on Instagram and Twitter sharing their Path. And then it was like, does it even still exist? I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> so, look, Instagram is super popular. Zuckerberg, like, he doesn't need to do this, but here's what I think gives Threads a legitimate chance of being a very, very similar social media experience as Twitter, is that he hates Elon Musk and he'd love to dunk on him. He'd love to literally put to, you know, steal, essentially. Because, by the way, um, within the last couple of hours, I'm reading here at Engadget.com that Twitter has threatened to sue Meta, which by the way, Meta is the company that Facebook and Instagram are underneath, but basically it's it's Zuckerberg. But Twitter has threatened to sue Meta over the new app. Elon Musk's personal lawyer accused Meta of using Twitter's trade secrets and former employees to build the app. That would make sense. There are, uh, I mean, keep in mind when, when Elon Musk got involved, I mean, that's how you do it, right? Take all the people who built Twitter that, you know, enjoyed working for the previous owner and now hate Elon Musk. That's the way to do it. And, like, sue him all you want. Like, Zuckerberg's got enough money. If it ultimately ends in the demise of Elon Musk and Twitter, then he'd probably pay whatever to fight it in court. Because, you know, he's got Zuckerberg money. He's that rich. You can say, you know, like, now now this now this name is just a totally different different thing for in, in, for a variety of reasons. But, like, before he ever entered the world of politics— Trump money was a thing. Like people would say, Trump money. Because, you know, rappers would use the name Trump in their lyrics because they were trying to express wealth. 
now when you say Trump, you know, people think about, you know, 45 and everything that comes with the overall Donald Trump president experience. So anyways, um, I haven't opened it since this morning. And uh, I'm now looking at it. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is encouraging. It's encouraging. But here's the thing. Twitter has to die for this to take off. Because Twitter's always going to be the go-to for people who want that experience. For this to work, Twitter will have to die. Am I wrong? No, you're 100% right. When no I one's say, going to voluntarily go from Twitter to threads just for the exactly, hell of it. Exactly. Even if they hate Elon Musk, they're not going to do that. So, like, I think Zuckerberg's going to not only need to really make sure this is as similar as can be to Twitter, but also he's going to have to try to kill Twitter, however that is. So we'll see. But it does look a lot like it. I mean, that is, and maybe it hasn't updated, but maybe I'm now just seeing it with an actual timeline that is similar to Twitter. But yeah, it's very similar, and we'll see. I'm curious to see within six months where this thing is, because the amount of downloads, did you see the number? No. I think the download number, let me check here. I think it had, I mean, the amount of downloads for this app, I don't know if it's because, yeah, Threads became the most rapidly downloaded app in the history of apps. Wow. Yeah, it says here that um, two hours after pressing the launch button on Wednesday on Threads, Instagram's, of course, new app for real-time public conversation, more than two million people had downloaded it in two hours. After another two hours, 5 million people had downloaded it. And as of this morning, 30 million people have downloaded the app. So that's big. And I would love to know, because this is just something I could really, I feel like I would, I mean, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of my audience on social media, but... Is that people who were notified because because Instagram is more popular than Twitter? It's not even close as far as just everyday people. There's no doubt about it. Instagram's huge, but is it people who are worried about Twitter so they downloaded it? Because clearly that's why you know we downloaded it is because it could be the next thing, right? But is it could just be you being notified because you're on Instagram that there's a new app available? Does that make sense? Yeah, because there's been a lot of promotion for it oh, yeah. on Instagram. It's yeah. basically an extension of it, the way that it Absolutely. looks. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all under this. I mean, this will have, in a way, I mean, if in fact it works and this is in fact, you know, we have the Twitter experience down the line here and it's just through threads and not through Twitter, that'd be great. But for like social media management, marketing, advertising, like campaigns and stuff like that, I'm nerding out on the marketing stuff. But having them all under one umbrella would be phenomenal. I mean, it'd be great. Like technically, if you are like if I, I have a Facebook page that we use here for the show, it's just it's my page, not my profile. And I have an Instagram. And like when we sell we sell advertising campaigns to people, like we can we can blast stuff through the meta business that goes to both our Instagram and the Facebook, and you can track numbers and analytics and all that kind of stuff if you could and you could do that on twitter as well but if you could do all three of those underneath the same you know umbrella essentially that'd be you know that'd be beneficial for people all right uh let's get to a quick timeout. but before we do that uh my father i i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show recently i know i haven't since but he 
officially retired last week. So shout out to my dad for uh, making it to retirement. And uh, my dad's a musician, and now that he's retired and has a lot more free time, he is going to spend a lot of that free time playing music at different places. And uh, he is going to be playing tonight in Madison, Indiana. If anybody's in that area, I know Madison, Indiana, of course, uh, is not that far from here. In fact, I'm pretty sure you could pick up our signal near Madison. So maybe you're listening in Madison right now. And uh, tonight at the Rivertown Grill, my dad will be on the stage from 8 to 11 p.m. So he's all. it's also part of their open stage night, but he's hosting it, playing, and should be a good time. Madison, Indiana is a beautiful, beautiful place. We actually just talked about that last week with the, uh, the what's it called? The It's with Dalton Godby. I know yeah, that. I know that. Is the, the, Something similar to F1 and all that kind of stuff, right? This is one of those things that it's not even relevant at all to what I'm talking about, but it's going to drive me crazy. The regatta. Madison regatta, is that, does that, that sound right? Familiar. Okay, either way, uh, Madison's beautiful, and this Rivertown Grill is awesome, so if you want to check out some live music and say hello to my father and maybe throw a tip in the tip jar, uh, he'd appreciate it. And if you're, if you, he's, think like Americana. Think uh, a lot of John Mellencamp cover. Think, uh, well, James Taylor. Uh, who else? Oh, John Prine. He loves to play some John Prine. And now, you know, now that he's going to actually, you know, start doing this a few nights a week, playing at different places that have live music, you know, he's been he's been freshening up on some of the uh, the younger content, John. Like, let's say he, oh, yeah. you know, maybe he's got uh, Tyler Childers in his back pocket for you tonight. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit of Stapleton. Maybe. Oh, he's got Stapleton. He's got a couple of Stapletons. Um, maybe even a Zach Bryan. Okay. He's learned, he learned one of those. So, again... Uh, congrats to my father for retiring and, uh, check him out in Madison tonight. If you're looking for, uh, for a fun night of live music. All right. We got to run quick timeout. We'll let you guys hear the interview with Jack Plummer coming up on the other side. Again, coffee and company. We're fueled by Thornton's right here on sports talk. Seven ninety. You're listening to Coffee and Company with Nick coffee on sports talk. Seven ninety. I don't like you probably never will. You're a smug, unhappy little man, and you treat people like they were idiots. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. Now back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. So some breaking news here that I don't know how much it would interest or maybe you'd care at all, but we're not that far removed from, I think, the most hyped and, I mean, trying to think of the right word to use here hype and buzz all those kind of words you guys know what i mean but six years ago five six years ago when romeo langford was coming up in new albany high school i mean he was the again he wasn't in louisville but just across the river in southern indiana i don't i can't think of a player in the kentuckian area that had a bigger following and there was more buzz and hype around than romeo langford i mean i know in you know, like the early 90s maybe 
And I know way back in the day you had some legendary guys that were top 10 nationally, but Romeo Langford was a superstar. And the latest is that now he's currently unemployed. And I'm sure he'll find a deal somewhere, but he was released by the Spurs. And, you know, in however many years it's been, let me look here. He's been in the league, let's see, since uh, 2000 and, let's see, since 2020. That was his rookie season. So he played for Boston for, for it looks like a total of three years, four years, and then signed with the Spurs or got traded. I'm not sure what led to him, but he's averaged 4.6 points in his career. In fact, he averaged a career-high 6.9 points last year, and now he is uh, – there's an article by Rick Bosich of WDRB asking the question that is, does he now go overseas, which, um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I – I'm surprised. I, I'm not surprised just given sort of what he did at Indiana and sort of how slowly his pro career got off to a start. But five years in, he's yet to show really anything that resembles what I think we thought he'd be as a top five player. I mean, John, you're an Indiana fan. I mean, any any thoughts? Because if Romeo Lankford ends up out of the league after this year and just ends up playing professionally overseas. He will still have been an NBA player, made a lot of money and live a great life. But I I don't see a scenario where you wouldn't say that that was kind of a bust. Yeah. And I I agree totally. I mean, he, he always had a weird situation. He was going to go to Louisville, ended up going to Indiana, given the circumstances, his rookie season was during COVID, I believe, right, with the, with the Celtics, or maybe it was the year after. So, no, his rookie season, he was in the midst of his rookie season when COVID kind of broke okay. out and they canceled it. So. And I'm not making an excuse for yeah. him, but he he was always, from from the time he got to Bloomington, he was always just not what he lived up, was he, supposed to live up to be. He didn't, He to me, he never had, and I, this is such a cliche, and I think it's so overused, and sometimes I don't even know what people mean when they say it, but like, he didn't have a killer instinct. He didn't have a dog. He didn't have a high motor. He could kind of just disappear in games. And I felt like that was always something that worried me about his 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 ceiling because he had the talent. I mean, a phenomenal athlete could shoot it so smooth offensively, um, but he just never really seemed like he was fully engaged. And I never would call somebody out for like not being a competitor because I just I don't think there's any way of knowing that but he just had body language that kind of made me seem at times like he was a little disinterested but nobody ever questioned the talent I mean the talent was there and he just uh, you know he just never really se- seemed to have a, a high motor and I feel like to be a really good player that again reaches you know lottery pick expectations I think you kind of have to have a little bit of that and he was a lottery pick, was the 14th pick overall, and uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to lead this as if his career is over because that's not what I'm insinuating. But I think it would be sort of. I mean, if he ends up out of the NBA, which he's out of the NBA now, and he ends up not ever making it back to the NBA, I think he will absolutely go down as a guy who just you know, against not to say he was a bum, but he didn't come close. I think to living up to potential because I can tell you, man, whenever I was, you know, I was on the air during that whole career he had at New Albany and he was the best local player that I think we had around here in a long long time and he had you know appeared to have because there's a lot of guys who come out that are you know for example Reed Shepard's a star in Kentucky right superstar dad played at UK but I don't know if anybody believes that he has necessarily a ton of NBA upside I think he can play in the NBA but you know 
Romeo is a guy who checked all the boxes that you thought, okay, if New Albany and Southern Indiana is going to have their superstar in the NBA, this is the guy. And unfortunately, it's not worked out for him. And now he may end up playing overseas, which I don't would never knock anybody for playing professionally overseas because if you're making money to play the game, you're living life that you're living a life that a lot of us would would love to live. All right, we got to get to it. Let's get to this uh, interview with Jack Plummer. If you guys missed it in the three o'clock hour, the quarterback Jack Plummer, University of Louisville. Who taught you how to say that? I learned pretty quick when I was at Purdue, uh, just being around Coach Brian Brom all the time. You know, throughout a couple of Louisvilles, and then it's. Yeah, it's not how you say it. You kind of just learn a quick being around the Brahms a little bit. You said it without hesitation as if like it was just in your back pocket. So you didn't need any training when you got here. You knew. I knew before I got here. Yes. Uh, I was actually joking around one time and kind of said it funny just as a joke. And someone was like, hey, man, that's not that's not how you say it. Like they, they checked me Go real correct quick. You quickly. Yeah. All right. So before you reunited with Jeff Brom here at Louisville, now you got me thinking I'm going to say it wrong. What did you know about Louisville? You're from uh, you're from Arizona. Played at Purdue. Played at Cal. Five years ago, four years ago, if somebody brought up Louisville, the city, the school, whatever, what comes to mind for you? I would say probably the only thing I knew was it was in Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> didn't know a ton. I think probably maybe knew the Kentucky Derby was in Louisville, but that's about it. That's it. That's about it. I mean, until I got to Purdue, kind of learning a little bit just about you know Brian and Jeff playing here. But other than that, I mean, obviously Lamar, but not a ton. So you're a smart guy. If I asked you if you like Louisville, you, were, you would say yes, even if you didn't, which I believe that you do. This is a great mm-hmm. place. Louisville's phenomenal. What can Louisville do better as a city? Oh, what, what, are, what are some early observations about Louisville that you're like, okay, well, you know, they could be better at this. Could be better with the roads. Let's get those roads <laughs> paved up a little bit. You know? Potholes, you mean? Yeah, run over some potholes. Uh, what else? Me, me and my buddies were choking about it yesterday, actually, that there's a lot of just cars just on the side of the road, like people not in them, just <laughs> abandoned on the side of the road. I thought it was funny. That is so true, because if you ever use the Waze app, which I'm not sure if you have, you can't drive around Louisville without the alert of a car on the side of the yeah. road. We have a lot of them. We actually only cut the grass in the medians around Derby time, too, because we know they're going to be tourists. So, yeah, abandoned cars, tall, tall grass. I think you're right. I think that's something yeah. we could certainly uh, do better at. All right, so... You are a veteran, and I want to call you an old guy, but I'm sure your teammates will yeah. call you an old guy. Yep. You're a veteran. You've played college football for a long time. This is now your second consecutive season with a new team. Now, you're familiar with Jeff, Brian, and that's a big part of it. But what's that like as a quarterback to essentially in second straight year kind of – you're not really starting all over as far as the system, but personnel-wise you are. Yeah, it's kind of fun actually. Um you know, going into a new locker room and meeting a bunch of new people, making a bunch of new friends. And uh, it's something that is challenging. Obviously, you, you got to learn, you know, 100 people. And it's, as a quarterback, you got to be the leader of the team. So that's, a, I think, a big step in, in the uh, leadership process. So just going in, having conversations with people, knowing people, knowing where they're from, uh, and uh, just building chemistry with your teammates. But I think that's something that I've done a pretty good job at. And I think it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, so... As the guy who has played for the, for, you've been in the Brahms system before and a guy who's experienced, I know there's a lot you're probably sharing with the younger guys or just the new guys. Is mm-hmm. there one big message that maybe you would say is most important than anything you've shared with these guys as far as getting acclimated? Ah, that's a good question. I would say, you know, like the Brahms are big on the offense, right? So just stressing to the offense players, like, hey, we got to study 
the playbook, you know, you got to probably do a little bit extra than what you're used to of trying to get in and learn those X's and O's. But uh, as far as me playing with Brahm and all that, people have just come up and asked me questions. Hey, how does this work? You know, what's practice like? So that's also been a good way for me to, you know, establish myself is people know that I know with, the, yeah. with the, how the Brahms operate and stuff. So uh, it's been a good way for me to communicate with the guys. You are one of many that has joined this program from the transfer portal. And there's a lot of names that Louisville fans haven't seen play in a Louisville uniform but are familiar with just because that's led to a lot of excitement. Is there a player, offense or defense, I know obviously you're mostly involved in the offense, that maybe fans aren't talking about as much or you haven't heard much about but you think will have a big impact this year? As far as a, a transfer? Anybody. Just somebody that maybe you think, okay, wow, this guy's going to make some plays for us this year. Yeah, that's a good question. I would say, um, you know, without giving like any like, trade secrets or anything, but um, Jarvis Brownlee. He's a really good corner. He's been having a really good summer just as far as guard and receivers. Uh, Stan Quan Clark, freshman linebacker, I think could maybe come in and, and do some splashes for us. He's obviously a, a young guy, but he's very talented. Uh, the two defensive guys right there, obviously the receivers, it's hard to pick just one of them, but the receivers are looking really good. And, and Jawar. You like your weapons, you work with yeah, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jawar Jordan, uh, our running back, is a really, really talented player. Have you, and I know, again, you've done this. This is not new to you. I feel like I'm making you sound like you're a, a grandfather here, but you are experienced, so you know there's going to be preseason noise, whether it be good or bad expectation. Have you heard much about it? Because I can tell you somebody in my line of work that folks are looking at players like yourself that have come in to play for a coach that's proven himself in a schedule that is fairly manageable. I know you're going to give me the one game at a time, or at least you know that's what you're supposed to do. But what do you make of sort of expectations for you guys? Because the fan excitement is at a, is at a really high level right now. Yeah, I would say, you know, you, you never want to be sitting in my shoes and, you know, we're going to guarantee X, Y, or Z. 10 and 2 or something. Yeah, like we're not going to do that. But um, I would say if, if we, you know, control what we can control and, and play like how we know we can play with the pieces we have, I think we should be able to do something really special this year. All right. Uh, Jeff Brom, Brian Brom, Greg Brom, who would make the worst father-in-law? Father-in-law? Oh, I don't know. I, none of them are real, like, you know, you wouldn't be real scared of them, like, if you're, you know, they're not going to, you know. So there wouldn't be a comfortable fear for many of them? Uh, I mean, I don't know. They're, they're pr all pretty similar. I've seen Jeff scream at you. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But that's part of, that's just football, though, yeah. in between the line, outside of the lines. He, uh, he's pretty mellow, and, you know, you can talk to him and all that. Does but. Brady Brown have a specific title? No, not yet. He might, though, because he's, he's coming to school, so he might be able to get, like, that student. I have uh, a recommendation. Director of Vibes. Director of Operations? Vibes. Oh, Vibes. Director of Vibes. I okay. think that would fit Brady well. You think? If, I think so. He's, he's always around. He's running the show, it seems. He's very active on Twitter and all yes. that, so he, he knows what's up, for sure. All right. Um, best meal you've had since you've been in Louisville? I was, if, are you contractually obligated to answer that a certain way? Are you part no, with any company? No, not yet. Okay. But, um, you hear that, folks? He's open for business when it comes to uh, to food. Yeah, but I, I went to Jeff Ruby's like my first weekend here. Good answer. Very good. Uh, the Valare, Italian place. Very good. Those, those are probably, good. Those are those probably are the top two right Very there. good restaurants. All right, so every place you've played has a rival, I assume. You had Indiana when you were at Purdue. Cal. I, did, Stanford. Stanford, okay. Yep. You know the rival is Kentucky here. I mean, you've been in town a few months now, maybe longer than that, actually. I'm sure you at least have, like, been made aware of, like, how big of a deal it is to us. Because mm -hmm. it's probably not something, as somebody who grew up in Arizona, 
He played college football. Like, it's not a rivalry that gets mentioned a lot among the Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn. But, like, have you gotten a sense to, like, how big of a deal it is to fans? No doubt, yeah. Just walking around town and hearing people like, hey, man, you got to be Kentucky. You know, you got to be Kentucky. And there's always that cliche line that every rivalry says, like, it doesn't matter as long as you beat Kentucky. Just one game. Then it's a good season, yeah. you know. But obviously we're, we're looking to win more than just, you know, that game. But, yeah, definitely uh, I've noticed that it's a big deal. Gun to your head, which I never put a gun to your head. Could you name five Kentucky football players ever that have ever played there? Five ever? Yeah, maybe. J- Jared Lorenzen. Shout out to Jared Lorenzen. Shout out to Jared Lorenzen. Uh, I, I, I could. I don't want to botch names here. I probably could get a couple more. I don't know if it gets five. I mean, I don't know if many people can. I mean, they. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm saying it's not him, folks. We'll move on. All right. Guilty pleasure musician, artist, band. Like Gu- somebody that like, maybe you wouldn't tell the locker room you're, you're, you're vibing out to. Guilty pleasure. Oh. Don't say Taylor Swift because that's no. become too, too cliche. Um, man, that's tough. I don't know if, like, I'm not sure. Guilty Give it some pleasure. thought. I'll, I'll come like, back I here. mean, you seem like you're pretty comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. So what we're going for is, like, somebody that, like, if you're in here in Planet Fitness working out, and like somebody saw it on your phone that you were listening to that'd be like, wow, wouldn't expect it from a from a six five. You know, I give I give a little how about a little Fergie? Okay, good, yeah, Fergie, yeah, yeah. Good. I, that's I mean, I think that fits with what we're talking about, and I like Fergie too. Yeah. I like Fergie as well. All right, so Planet Fitness has been wise to partner uh with you and they're doing something really cool for youth. Anybody between the ages of fourteen and nineteen, all throughout the summer until August thirty first, can come and work out for free which, you know, obviously you played high-level sports, so you've probably had access to a gym. But, like, this is big. This is a chance for kids to, you know, maybe they spend spend some time here in the summer. They figure, okay, maybe I am, maybe I am athletic. Maybe I can pick up on sports. I know that's something they've been really um, big on having you promote. Yeah, and it's it's free. I mean, it's an awesome big deal. And, you know, ever, I've been working out for a long time, and, you know, you just feel better when after you get a workout, I feel like. Yeah, physically you, and mentally, right? Physically, physically, mentally, you wake up, you know, you feel like, hey, I did something, I accomplished something today. And I think it's just good, you know, for the youth to have a, a place to come and um, work out, safe place, open 24 hours, you know, come in, get a workout in for free, air conditioning in here, it's nice. They're nice, yeah. There's 21 Kentucky locations here at Planet Fitness. And again, if you're 14 and 19, you can come in and work out for free. I would imagine those who take advantage of this may learn, okay, you know what, I actually like working out. I'm stronger than, yep. than I realized I was. And I, I uh, you know, I'm not in the best of shape, obviously, but mentally working out is, is a game changer. No Speaking doubt. of that, if you are, are you ever going to get into coaching? You know, I've actually been thinking, that's kind of, I always go back and forth, but I think I'm definitely leaning There's probably days where you're like, this is the last thing I want to do. And then there's days where it's like, this is what I know, right? It's what I know. It's what I love to do. It's, it would be like, you know, you come into work and you're not ever working. That's kind of what how position would you put me at if you were a coach? position would I put you at if yeah. I was a coach I've been told uh by former Louisville players that I would be the guy that would run out and pick up the tee after kickoff oh jeez that's not, I would I would put it's pretty would, harsh isn't it I'd find a spot for you on the special teams special teams okay and get you just on, run around on the, the punt team maybe okay yeah kick return do, we kick get, do I get to travel if I'm on that yeah okay that's yeah. all I just want to travel because that's yeah. a big part of the experience so somewhere on special teams on the punt team that's where uh, that's where you'd find me yeah all right, uh, last question for you. When you were growing up in your backyard playing football, what quarterback did you pretend to be? Was there one? Well. Other than Brian Brown. <laughs> um, 
honest, as weird as it sounds, Jake Plummer, because uh, <laughs> I would, you know, I'm from Arizona. Yeah, People yeah. would always tell me that, oh, is he your dad? Is he your uncle? And all that, not related to him. But it was just kind of cool. You to met me. him? No, I haven't met oh, him. Oh, we got to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, follow each other on Twitter, send a couple of messages like, back. Everybody forth, has to think you're related to him. Right? Everyone, yeah. And um, so, yeah, it was kind of like, oh, it's cool. He's got my name. Well, yeah. and you watch him on Sundays and you see that name on the back yeah. and you're like, that could be me. Yeah. You always wanted to kind of watch the Cardinals or the Broncos. Like, hey, is he playing? And uh, yeah, it was just kind of cool. All right, last question for you. You played in the Pac 12, played in the Big Ten. Best environment you've been a part of as a player and. Is there an environment this season you're most looking forward to that you haven't experienced yet? Yeah, I would say uh, there's a couple that uh, um, Penn State was cool playing there. Uh, playing at Iowa was really cool with the wave and just the fans are right on top of you. Um, as far as for this year, I'm trying to think of the away games. We have a lot. It's going to be cool, I think, playing the first game and playing in uh, the Falcon Stadium. But I think we, we only have like two true away games that Three, I think. Three. And this won't be an away game, but Notre Dame coming to yeah. LNN Cardinal Stadium, like it, it'll probably be the first sellout Louisville has had since the stadium has been expanded because this is a big town of Catholics. And of course, Louisville football does big events well. You got Notre Dame. I don't know what the record's going to be at that point, but like, you know, that could be a humongous, yep. humongous. Oh, yeah, obviously. Now back to Coffee and Company, fueled by Thornton's on Sports Talk 790. Give Nick a call at 502-571-7900. All right, we will have uh, very little time here. In fact, about 30 seconds before we have to say goodbye. So if you missed anything, check out the podcast. Thanks for hanging out. We're back at it tomorrow for a feel-good Friday. The vibes are always strong on a Friday. So again, enjoy your evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Talk 790. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.